Hello, and welcome to another episode of How Are You Holding Up? A mental health podcast by the depressed for the depressed. I'm Chris. And I'm Lindsay. And <laughs> that was that was not expected. Uh, and obviously, the first question I'm going to ask you is, Lindsay, how are you holding up? I am doing pretty good today. I had some coffee right before this. And the B12 shot, guys, was awesome. If you guys didn't tune in last week, Chris and I went on an, uh, an adventure mm. and we got our B12 shots. And boy, it gave me some energy there for a while. I had trouble falling asleep for the first few nights. Yeah, I actually had similar circumstances. I felt really good for the first couple days afterwards. I didn't have trouble falling asleep, though. I think I was just naturally exhausted. Uh, so, however, it wore off by Wednesday when mm -hmm. I was waking up. I had a full eight, eight and a half hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, nope, back to bed. And I just rolled back over <laughs> and went back to sleep to wake up at like 9.15 when I had to be out the door at 9.30 to get to work on time. Yeah, I am usually a very sleepy bear and we'll just kind of roll around in bed. Even if I don't get up, I just kind of lay there. But I I was like when I would wake up, I was awake. And any kind of coffee or exercise or anything gave me amplified energy. It did help with my allergies. Mm. They said that it might, and it did, because I went to my friend's house who has a cat and I didn't take an allergy pill before I went and I'm pretty allergic to her cat in particular and it I had no sneezes. Hilariously enough, I had worse allergies this week i wonder well it was windier it was windier and also all of the flowers in my backyard bloomed um, like i don't have a crazy. backyard so yeah so so yeah definitely your mileage may vary as we've learned well and yeah i mean we even had one of the ladies at the front desk say it did nothing for her so definitely with that but yes i'm doing pretty well today guys thankful for that as you know i was kind of falling into depression. I do feel like I'm coming out of that now. And Chris, how are you holding up? I am doing good. I think I'm actually doing good. Um, wow. I, I know. So maybe the B12 shot did do something. I was not expecting to be as just pretty good. I, I can't even say like I feel great. I just feel pretty yeah. good. Uh, I don't know what caused it. I had a week of work that was both arduous and not too bad. Uh, I also had like a lot of loneliness kind of kick in in the middle of the week. Uh, I kind of felt myself withdrawing from a lot of people. So there was a good mix. Um, but at the end of the day, you still seem to be... Oh, and you started your diet. That also might have something to do with it. So, yes, I'm on day six now of the Whole30 diet, which has proven to be not as difficult as I had thought, but definitely had some interesting side effects. Number one of which was I actually started salivating when I smelled pasta boiling. Oh, so... Because you cannot have pasta. No, no, I cannot. So, we will... I will come to you later on in the month with more on that, but... For now, let us start our topic this week uh, in this most imperfect of, of ways. <laughs> we are going to talk about perfectionism. And this is something that I have been struggling with lately. 
something that my therapist has been pointing out to me as, so are we going to address the elephant in the room or are we going to let it linger? And I'm going to go, ah, yeah, let's just kind of let it, let's just let it lay. <laughs> I didn't think that I had really much perfectionist problems. I just, I'm... I don't dress how I imagine. I guess I imagined a perfectionist as this OCD, hyper clean, hyper organized, hyper together type A person. Mm -hmm. And that is not the case. And so it's almost like I didn't see the signs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I also never really saw myself as a perfectionistic person. But the longer time has gone by and the more yeah. that I've realized the reasoning that I have for a lot of my decisions... Uh, a lot of it does fall into the idea of it's not perfect. So starting off... What is perfectionism? Yes, what is perfectionism? So perfectionism, as we kind of understand it, uh, once again, as always, we are not professionals. Oh, yes. No, no. Uh, it's kind of an unconscious way to cope with a defective sense of self and a way of fitting in. I think oftentimes people think of a perfectionist as someone who might be difficult to work with, but also as somebody who will get the job done and who will do it really, really well. If not perfectly. Perfectly. Every time. Which is the case sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a what, what what's the what's like the first what are some of the signs when you think of yourself in a perfectionist like what are some of the signs that you the earliest ones that stand out to you of like oh that was a moment where I was being a perfectionist and it affected someone around me or myself affecting myself I can definitely pinpoint uh, every time I've denied going to the gym <laughs> because there's always been a aspect of my personality that sits there and goes. Well, yeah, I could go and do, I could go and work out, but I'm not, my, my, my back is hurting, so I'm not going to be able to do good form. Mm. So if I'm not doing good form, then I'm not going to be able to lift these weights. So I'm not going to try because I'd yeah. rather do perfect form than hurt myself further. Well, that is a fair thought. It, you could also do other things besides. There we go. You could walk and. I could do other things, yeah. I, but I'm denying myself that exercise because I was going to do that exercise that day. That was my plan. Right, 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 right. That was my perfect plan. One of the earlier ones that I remember was I was in high school mm -hmm. and I was in dance and I've been in dance off and on all my life um, at this point. And so I was pretty good at coming up with routines and stuff. I was not a professional, but I was good and I was be dare I say better than the group that I got uh, lopped in with. I was in dance one because I was too shy to think that I'd be good enough for dance, like advanced. Mm. Anyway, and we got these poor girls. We got this project just like make a dance up together and we're going to perform it for the class. So, of course, it had to be perfect. And <laughs> I made perfect. And it had to be like, even if it was going to be funny, it had to be perfect funny. Mm -hmm. And... Um, the girls eventually like stopped messaging me back and then finally came up to me and were like, Lindsay, you're too difficult to work with. We don't want to do this group project with you. <laughs> so I went to the dance teacher and I told her. And the funny thing was, it didn't hurt my feelings because I was like, oh, thank God. There's that dead weight. Now I can make a perfect solo dance. Solo dance for this group of 
project. Oh my god, no wonder I had like no friends. <laughs> to be fair, I've I've found myself in similar group projects. That's why I hate group projects, yeah, is honestly. because I will go that above and beyond call of the call of duty kind of step where right. I'm just sitting there going. So we've been told that we have to do a diorama. So here's what I want to do. I want to do a video project. Right. And it make... becomes about your vision mm -hmm. and how perfect it is for you. And the thing is, there is no such thing as perfect. No. And other people, you just don't take other people into consideration. And I think when you are, have a perfectionist tendency, you don't, um, you aren't necessarily perfectionist with everything in your life. So you don't think of yourself as a perfectionist. No. So you don't treat it, which it should be treated. Yes. Because. <laughs> For one, um, perfectionism, if left unchecked, can lead to a lot of really bad shit. Yeah, we were reading about some psychologists who were doing a lot of research into this and the links between depression, suicide, and perfectionism. And um, there's a lot of information out there and it kind of stunned us actually how much we related to it, this all or nothing thinking. I mean... It's, um, how did they say it? It was like a, it's, it's not a thought process. It's how you handle the entire world if you have perfectionist problems. Yes. And so many people who deal with it are just miserable. And you can have this beautiful life, but you get focused. You get hyper-focused on these mm. things. Yeah. You always, there is always a, a measure of the grass is greener on the other side when it yeah. comes to perfectionism because you could be on that other side. Yes. You could hop the fence and be like, yes, this is perfect right here. Yes. It's ever so low. Oh, look at the other side. It's looking great. God damn it. You think you've gotten where you want to be, but then you've set your goalpost even higher. Yes. And um, I think what struck me when I was reading about perfectionism was where it kind of begins because as a child, we on our development, we're figuring out what's safe, where our place is in the world, who we can rely on. And if somewhere along the way we decide that there's something defective in us, mm -hmm. then our new um, paradigm becomes, if I'm perfect, all my needs will be met, difficult relationships will become easier, everything will work out fine, I have a place in this world. And it's kind of this like subconscious shitty thing that I had read that and I was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah we both were like reading this just like oh shit um okay so because in therapy I, I, <laughs> if, if they're well my therapist was really cool she like went through negative thought patterns which I guess I didn't realize were a thing your kind of paradigm and how you see the world and one of them is you know you do the scale one to five five mm. being you do this all the time three being neutral Anyway, and it's all or nothing. Yes. It is all or nothing. And all that's, or nothing thinking. That's usually... Super negative. That's usually where I fall under. And that's really like the big case for my own mental health battles is I am very much a all or nothing person. I am... Yeah. I am plagued by duality. It's why like everybody has their favorite Batman villain. Yeah. Mine's Two-Face. Guaranteed. Yeah. Every single time. Uh, because I see so much in Harvey Dent my own struggles of I want what's right mm -hmm. or I don't want it at all. And I, on a smaller scale, and this might sound silly, but like my room, I want it to be super, like I want there to be plants and art up and I want everything to be incredibly organized. 
and I will start to clean it. And I think my ADHD kicks in and I start going through each little tiny thing and I will like scrub the floor with my hand. But then I start realizing there's no way it can be perfect. I don't have enough space for all my things. Some stuff is just gonna be left out and I'll get like halfway through my room and then it's still not very clean and I get super depressed. So I disassociate and I sit down and play video games and I still have this like half messy room and I hate myself about it. Mm -hmm. The negative self-talk that comes from not reaching your idea of perfection mm -hmm. is so gross. And I think that's why some people become suicidal because you're like, I'm, I'm disgusting. I'm not worthy. I'm, mm -hmm. I fucking hate myself. And you know how ugly your self-talk can be. It's like this awful abusive thing. Yeah. Um, they were saying eating disorders come from this. Absolutely. You know, like you're not pretty enough. You're not thin enough. You're not handsome enough. You need to be stronger. You need to be thinner. You need to have a better posture. You need to fit into that dress or those pants. What is one of the things that a lot of people with body dysmorphia talk about? I'm not perfect. Yeah. I don't look perfect. I'm not the perfect shape that I want to be in. And yeah, that's exactly where it comes from. This, this notion of perfection. Now, something that I feel we should point out also is perfectionistic tendencies do not necessarily equate themselves with OCD. Yes. That is that they are two completely different. They may share some similarities, but the idea of obsessive compulsive disorder versus somebody who's just perfectionistic and obsessive compulsive is just that they are obsessive and compulsed to that obsession. Yes. And you can be obsessed and a perfectionist, but not be OCD. Yes. Or have obsessions and not be perfectionist or OCD. Yes. Kind of. So there's... There, there are some, there are some crossing lines, but there are definitely, there, there are some parallels, but they are not, not the one same. and the same. Good point. Yeah. So that said, um, I definitely find myself more and more thinking about like procrastination. Oh God, me too. That's like me to a T. When, when I get into that state of mind that I know I'm falling into a perfectionistic like headspace yeah. and I'm sitting there going... Okay, time to clean this, but if I'm going to clean it, I got to get the right trash bags. If I'm going to get the right trash bags, I'm going to get them in the right trash. Oh, I can't find the right trash. Okay, let's go ahead and let's hold off on that for now. Let's come back to that later. Okay, uh, let's go with the bookshelf. Can I organize my bookshelf today? Yes, I can. Oh, I'm missing some of the books. Oh, I haven't touched this book in a while. I should read this book now. Oh my God, that's me. <laughs> so, so yeah, you, you find yourself like eventually like going through all these different things these different standpoints before you just get overwhelmed and exhausted yourself yeah <laughs> so you have to you have to have an actual moment with yourself of like yeah i'm tired as hell i should probably do the bare minimum instead yeah like that i think we were talking about this allow especially when you have depression and you already have no energy allowing yourself to do 25% yeah. And being and not only just allowing yourself to do 25%, but then celebrating yourself and praising yourself for having done that. Like, <laughs> that's just so not easy to do. I went and I, I took a shower today. Yeah. Yay for me. I feel dead inside. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's, it's <laughs> the it's, worst. It's the worst feeling. But honestly, if you're in such a dark place that you can honestly say, you could sit up and just go, Hey, I took care of myself today. Yeah. I actually did something good for me. Yeah. You can take that and you can run with it. And it doesn't need to be perfect. Yeah. It by far. You, you can, you know, 
I brushed my teeth for 30 seconds. And that's perfect. That's better than nothing. <laughs> hey, that's perfect right there. You're, exactly. You are perfect. I think uh, one of the things that, uh, the, the I think it was the psychologist, psychotherapist, I don't remember, but his name is Paul Hewitt. Yes. And he wrote a book about perfectionism. And one of the things he said that really hit me hard was... Um, these people harden themselves with a hatred that is breathtaking at times, often treat themselves with the harshness of a grown adult beating a helpless child. And it was just like, yeah, sometimes I catch myself in the midst of being angry with myself and frustrated for not doing something the right way. And the shit that I am saying to myself mm -hmm. is so ugly and so awful. And then yeah. just like, feeling like I deserve the worst and then feeling that uh, that depression coming on. Um, and so I think that's why sometimes people struggle with day-to-day -day tasks, mm -hmm. um, getting through the day when you start getting stuck on stuff. When you start obsessing over the perfection aspect of things, like you want to do what's perfect yeah. in every single aspect of your day, that's definitely a problem. Well, just I think for me, like my makeup isn't perfect today. My hair looks like shit. I don't want to go out. Sure. That's fair. That's, you know? that's, that's definitely a, just one example. And then sitting there doing your makeup over and over again and it doesn't look good. And instead of laughing about it, being like, oh, fuck it. Like saying more and more hateful, disgusting things to myself. Mm -hmm. That's where I catch myself getting in these loops, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can I can attest to that. I've I've similar similar experiences of really down talking myself. Yeah. So but how does it affect relationships? Oh man. So so yeah, uh, relationships, I've actually experienced this not not firsthand or actually I have. Yeah, a little bit firsthand. <laughs> um yeah, I'm thinking about it now. But there have been times where, you know, say you wanted to take someone out on a date and things just kept going wrong. Yeah. You then just give up. You stop. You decide that... What do you mean you stop? Like you just stop trying to connect to this person or... Yeah. There's always... There, there's been occasions where I've just been like, I'm not... I'm I, Nothing went right. There's no point. I feel like they think I'm garbage. Or I feel like I think I'm garbage. And then I don't want to do anything further. Which, which sucks. And then I just kind of let them know, hey, I'm sorry. It's, it's not good. It's I not working out. In relationships, I have been really hard on my partners. Mm. Um, in, in some regard or other, like, there's a difference between having healthy boundaries and being controlling and not letting go of shit. Like, if something isn't dealt with perfectly, but it wasn't, like, crossing a line, I would harp on that and kind of make... And not meaning to, but, like, keep going over that and over that. Well, I don't know if I can, like, trust you. If, if, you're, if you can't, like, wear your seatbelt that one time... I don't know. You know, like, just, like, being obsessed yeah. over controlling this, perf like, idea of what a perf perfect partner is for me. And if they aren't falling into that, then they're, you know, we're, we're not doing super great. And then, like, the... Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, that's when the, uh, whatchamacallit comes in, the codependency of trying to control the other yes. person with emotions falls in. Um, and we, I think we have an episode on codependency and relationships, but I see it a lot with people, I think in our generation too, of just not allowing your partner to be imperfect because mm -hmm. love isn't finding somebody who makes you happy and great all the time. It's liking them despite the fact that they fart and 
cuss in the middle of the game and watch shows that are totally uninteresting to you and they say library 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 it's my favorite berry i i've honestly like i've i've gotten to the point now where i've struggled with my perfectionism to the point where i literally have i'm i'm considering a tattoo of Poe Buddy's Nerfect on my forearm. Oh, God. Please do it. I will come with you. I will have the podcast come with you. We'll record. <laughs> I'm considering either Poe Buddy's Nerfect or uh, just just a simple phrase, perfection is the enemy of good. And it speaks to me. That That is a Voltaire quote. So props to Daddy Voltaire. But Daddy V. Daddy V. Uh, <laughs> the idea of perfection is the enemy of good is that basic idea of all or nothing. Where if you are going to start something, mm-hmm. you're going to suck at it at first. Any yes. new skill, any new anything. You are not going to be perfect right out the gate. But in time and energy and putting yourself out there and actively taking the time to better yourself, you will get good. Thinking of it in terms of, you know, in 10 years, if you look back and you never tried that thing that you always wanted to try, you're going to be like, damn it, if I had started this 10 years ago, I would be 10 years in or I would have figured out something else, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, that whole like giving yourself a break, it's it's not something that's easy and sometimes you need help with it. It takes reading a book about that kind of thing, watching YouTube, asking your friends, therapy. Um, mm. This is some stuff where it's like medicine, I feel like just doesn't help because unless it's like an OCD, I mean, just treating the symptom of bad negative thoughts as like, oh, you're depressed. So we're just going to medicate you instead of working on new ways to think about the world and to live in the world and to be okay and happy in the world. Ultimately, it's, it can be frustrating. It absolutely can. Now, there... how do you help? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, no, please go. Well, right. I was going to say how, so how can you support someone? Let's say you're not a perfectionist and you're like, hey man, just like, let it go. Let it be. And this person keeps focusing and harping on it. How do you help somebody with it? I honestly, to be perfectly frank, I honestly don't think there is a way as an outside person. As just like a friend as or a, friend, a beloved. You, there's no way you can change someone's thought patterns from the outside until they start to recognize them for what they are. If they are damaging themselves and others with their thought patterns and their habits, then that is something that they need to become aware of. The only thing you can really do is say, hey, I'm worried. And that's the other thing is it's coming from, I think, a good place. It's good to want things to be uh, well done and to have a happy relationship and to like, it's good to want those things. It is just how you cope with wanting those things. That is one of the things I was going to bring up in that the idea of perfectionism in and of itself is contrary to what we've been doing this whole episode not necessarily bad. Yeah. There is a positive side to being somebody who has, for lack of a better term, higher standards. You High ex- standards isn't necessarily yet perfectionism. True, 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 true. But I I equate the idea of 
if you are going to take perfectionism in a positive light, mm -hmm. you are going to just establish it as my standards are this. I want them to reach this level at the very least. And that is the difference between standards and perfectionism. You have a at the very least. Perfectionism so. have a all or nothing. But you have to... There's no, like, middle ground. I guess I kind of agree with that. I think with the um, higher standards thing, like, you have to be okay with things not working out and then not becoming self-abusive or yes. abusive to the people around you yes. about it. Which, that's the thing. If you can be like, this is where I would like things to be, yeah. it's okay if they're not. Yeah. That's really where it comes down to. So, like, in work ethic, for example, you can obviously go into work and you can give your 20%. And the job will get done. Right, right, right. If you give a little more, if you go into, allow the inner perfectionist in you to go, well, that isn't quite there yet. Let me adjust it just mm -hmm. a little bit. Let me get it a little bit better. Mm -hmm. You can take those thoughts and you can use them sparingly mm -hmm. to your advantage. It's when you let them become the only thought, that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. And letting it, like, hinder you from doing... Yes. If you're sitting there trying to, like, get this perfect thing done in work, and it takes you a week to yeah. get it, when you could have done eight or ten things in that same week... Yeah. That's a problem. Um, I was watching Meet the Robinsons, which is a really fun animation and yes. movie. And one of the things is, like, the kid's an inventor... And goes into the future and sees this wonderful family and he tries to fix this thing and it doesn't work and it breaks and he's so upset and he's, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And they're like, that was an amazing failure. That's so incredible that you had this failure. Like you learn so much from failure and so many other things can come from failure. And let's celebrate this failure you had and keep moving forward. And that's something that Walt Disney would say. We just keep moving forward. Yes. Don't focus on the past. So... Hopefully this was a uh, helped you think about some things, maybe be a little gentler on thyself. No, you're not alone yep. <laughs> in this thinking. And I think that is a great thing to to go home to is this week, guys, take some time and celebrate failure. Yeah. If you trip, laugh. Yeah. If you get a you know a D or an F, if you fail an assignment, laugh. Yeah. Take a moment to just go, well, I fucked that up. Let's move on. And how can we learn from it and just yes. keep moving forward? I think it's inspirational. It's time to laugh at our failures. Yes. As always, follow us on Instagram at Hey Who Podcast. Like our Facebook page. And if you want to send us something directly, go ahead and email mailbag at howareyouholdingup.com. Visit our Reddit. Our subreddit is still there. And we are now the proud owners also of heywhopodcast.com. Which we are slowly making into a thing. Yes, we are just going... It, I mean, it's basically just... The, the, <laughs> it's the same website as we already have, but yes. uh, it's just an extra little... Yay. A little way to send people our way. And we are going to be... Um, we are working towards merchandise. Yes, it's... Uh, we. I know that we mentioned that like 10 episodes ago, but it's actually going to happen. it's going to happen. And um, also, we are going to have another guest episode in the coming weeks, so stay tuned for that. That's yeah. going to be a really good one. I'm excited. Okay, guys, be kind to yourself. And as always... Don't, don't tell, tell us to, to just, just get, get over it. it.